ITY Folkston, Georgia, online at ilovethetruth.com. This is Ann Graham Lotz with Daily Light for Daily Living. Genesis 2 verse 15 says, The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. Man was created for commitment to God and his purpose. One of Adam's first tasks was to name each of the animals God had created. God must have a sense of humor just to have created some of the animals like the ostrich, platypus, and monkey. Surely he enjoyed his work. What work has God assigned you? Has he assigned you a home, raising children, supporting a spouse, teaching a Bible study, leading a prayer group? Check your attitude. Do you have a complaining spirit? Listen to me. God wants you and me to enjoy our work for him, whatever it may be. So talk to him about it. Discuss each detail with him. One of his pleasures, as well as ours, is the joy of working together with him. This is Ann Graham Lotz. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the SWAT radio program here on Tuesday, November the 28th. I'm David Gray, along with my friend and SWAT brother and regular co-host of SWAT radio, Brad Sykes. And as always, we are glad that you are able to be with us today as we bring you SWAT radio and continue our look at the Gospel of Mark. So, Hey, brother. Brad, how are you? I'm good, buddy. How about you? Is your actual full name Bradley? No, it is not. It is just Brad. Uh, it is. It, well, it is. Okay. So, okay. Now I'm going to. Sorry. Now I've opened. No, the that's okay. A little quick, uh, quick nugget of uh, clarity. I am named after my grandfather. Okay. His name is Earl Bradford. Richie, I'm Earl Bradford Sykes. I just never went by the name Earl. There you go. Um, okay. Oh man, now uh, that you've told me that, though, I'm yeah. going to start oh. introducing you as Earl Sykes. <laughs> I, did you ever have a co- <laughs> Did you ever have a coach or a teacher in school that called you something? Now, what is your middle name? Richard. Richard. Any anybody ever call you Richard? Uh, not Richie? really. Not really. <laughs> as a joke, sometimes. Yeah. But. I, I used to have this coach. I still remember it. I, I couldn't name five teachers or coaches. Well, I couldn't name five teachers or coaches that I had throughout middle school and high school. Um, I had Mrs. Thompson. I had a crush on Mrs. Thompson in third grade. And, uh, and then I had a coach named Coach Melton. And Coach Melton always called me Earl. There you go. And uh, it, interesting. That's why I remember him. We could call you Earl the Pearl uh, <laughs> after Earl Monroe. I do have, and I see one little comment about your name gets me started down this road, right? But you said, do I have a story about my middle name? No, not really. But I have a very funny story about my last name, which is about as basic as it gets, right? Mm-hmm. Gray is pretty, right. pretty simple. My grandfather on my father's side, so this is not that far removed from me, was born with the last name Bodfish, B-O-D-F-I-S-H. Wait and, a minute. And he was born with... That was his name. His when last he was, name? That was his last name, Bodfish. And the story goes, and again, I'll use my dad's phrase to make a long story monotonous. <laughs> uh, the story goes that he, his father left him and his family when he was young, and he was raised by his mother's parents, his grandparents on his mother's side, whose last name was Gray. 
and they legally adopted him as a young boy and changed his name to Gray. So I'm only like one generation removed <laughs> being from being Bodfish. And my so my father always says he would have named me Catfish Bodfish. <laughs> and I would have I would have had to have been oh, a great uh, baseball pitcher or something like that with a name like that. But so every once in a while growing up, he would refer to my mother as Mrs. Bodfish. And and the and the capper on the story is that her maiden name, my mom's maiden name, is Lush. So she almost oh, went from word. Lush. And, and she was anything but, by the way. And my grandparents were complete teetotalers on her side. But uh, she almost went from Lush to Bodfish. So how would that have been? So. There's the family history Man, in a that, nutshell here at the beginning of SWAT radio. That is so. some that is some good good stuff right there. I got to anyway. say um man, wow. <laughs> you know, there's uh I was trying to look up and by the way, I got a email from Doug. I may have you may, I'm sure you got it as well that we are having our so we have one more week. Well, we have uh tomorrow. Right. SWAT uh kicks off tomorrow not kicks off we have our regular routine uh weekly bible study uh go to swatradio.com you can check out the meetings tab uh list all the places that we meet uh on wednesday we do a zoom call on thursday and then uh there's a group that meets down in st augustine on friday uh, there's also a group that meets on Thursday morning, which are you teaching this week? I am not not this week. I don't know. I think it's, uh, it's either Nick Likas or Brian Andrew. Okay. Well, that's always a a good one. Obviously anytime Doug's teaching or any of the guys there, listen, it's just great, great time of fellowship around God's word. So we'll meet tomorrow, uh, next week. And then the final week is going to be on November. I'm excuse, excuse me. December 14th, Correct. I believe. I believe that's a Thursday night. Or is, are we doing a Thursday night I think study? he's going to do Thursday at 6.30, for okay. all, but it's going to be all the SWAT groups. Okay. I think that's yeah. the idea. Right. And so there'll be no Zoom call that night. He usually does Zoom on Thursday right. nights, as you know. Right. And so I think, and again, I haven't read the email yet, but I got a text from Doug before he sent the email saying that that's what he was planning on doing. Kind of an all SWAT get-together or yeah. the final study of the right, semester. Right, right, right. Well, on the 14th. And, so and I'm assuming you, it'll be here at the Salem That's Center. what I'm thinking, catered by our good buddy, Howdy Russell with Jumping Jacks. It's always going to be some good food and just good fellowship. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure we're going to do a little study as well. Yeah. But um, anyway, so listen, if you're a SWAT brother, even if you're not a SWAT guy, if you just tune in, you want to come, hey, let us know. Yeah, it might be a great introduction to SWAT with all the guys there and a good chance to meet people and get a feel for what the studies are like and yeah and you probably if you listen you know you have a feel for Doug's teaching certainly but uh it would be great to have uh, any of you listening stop by yeah absolutely absolutely how's your day going okay okay a little, little crazy with work and uh, when it rains it pours right you have I I was just telling uh, uh someone I I'm trying to remember who it was talking about moving into a brand new house and and uh you and i have talked about this so and we moved into our house in october of 2001 and i remember distinctly thinking i am so fortunate and blessed to be able to live in a brand new house everything's so new. It was brand new oh brand okay. new everything's yeah. new and in the blink of an eye it's 22 years later and everything needs work 
<laughs> yes. So we're dealing with a few things at home. Uh, had our air conditioning maintenance guys out there today. <sighs> nothing, nothing wrong. Regular maintenance, but you just start to see how many things need work, and it's easy to get all caught up in that. And I just have to take a step back and, you know, put put my faith where my mouth is and say, you know, remember what's important and what to focus on. And the things that I tend to complain about and get worried about are pretty minor compared yeah. to what other people are dealing with. So. Yeah. Well, you know, it, interesting you say that. So my house is about 80 years old. Mm, that, one of the few in Jacksonville, probably. Uh, uh, yeah, there's old. a few. Yeah. There's, there's a number that are older than that. But anyway, our house is old and, uh, you know, it, Talk about air conditionings. Uh, I don't even think this house had air conditioning probably when it was not. first built. Yeah, but anyway, not. all that to say, that we've probably been through a couple of, we, we put a new air conditioning in a couple of years ago. We put a new roof on a couple of years ago. And uh, and yet, and yet, uh, about two years ago, I had my insurance company call and say, hey, um, we're going to cancel your policy if you don't remove the, the tree branches that are over your house. Well, now keep in mind, the year prior to that, I had removed about a 100-year-old tree out of my front yard. Now, if you've ever done that, you know that's a very expensive little mm -hmm. endeavor. Yeah. Um, so I get this letter from the insurance company, hey, you, you need to remove the branches that are hanging over your tree. I'm reading this going, what are they talking about? So I go in the backyard. Yes, I do have, I did have a large oak tree, live oak tree, and it, not to get into the horticulturalist, uh, you know, mentality, <laughs> but this one tree, the, the tree in the front yard was a water oak. They mm -hmm. have a tendency to absorb a lot of water and they can be kind of dangerous. Yeah. So one of the reasons I took it out because there was a big branch that hung out over my kids' bedrooms. Mm -hmm. So I thought, I got to get that out of here. Anyway, go to the backyard. They say you need to remove these branches. So I go back there. Look, this tree is a live oak, which I look at it all the time. It literally has one trunk, obviously, has one, the trunk literally extends out over my house. Mm. So I called them back, called the insurance company back. Again, this is a couple of years ago. Hey, the whole trunk goes over my house. What, what are you telling me? He goes, well, you're going to lose your policy if you don't take, the tree take out. that tree out wow. or take those, take what, well, I mean, I'm looking at it, go, well, I'd have to take the whole tree down. Yeah, yeah. Which I did, yep. uh, to the tune of about seventy five hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, all that I'm not grumbling. It, it, don't hear that, you know. <clears throat> but today or this week, um, we got an email from our insurance company that our rates are going up, primarily because we're in an old home. Mm -hmm. Oh my word! It just it never well, stops. it's and I think in Florida in particular, yeah. the rates have really skyrocketed. Yeah. I've noticed that about yeah. my policy, yeah. and uh, but but. Again, with all the chaos and craziness going on in the world that we talk about on a regular basis, uh, I realize, you know, they are important to you and I, and they do affect yeah. us, but yeah. in the long run, they're, they're, we can deal with it, right? But First Thessalonians 5, 15, 16, 17, and 18, rejoice always, yeah. pray constantly, give thanks in all things, for this is God's will for right. you in Christ Jesus. That's right. That's right. My kids would call it a Jesus juke, Dad. You ever get those? Yeah, as a dad, you always have good um, good nuggets mm -hmm. to drop. You know, yep. whether it's a dad joke or a Jesus juke mm -hmm. or something that I'm gonna 
yeah. use as a teaching opportunity. Oh, yeah. I think my kids used to always say, Dad, not every opportunity is a teaching opportunity. Yeah. And I yeah. said, well, not according to Deuteronomy 6. That's right. When you rise up, when, when you, you lie down, go you're going to get it all day long. Yeah. Yep. So. Well, it's amazing what the kids remember and what they bring <laughs> back at you. Uh, my big thing over the years, speaking of the air conditioner, was I could walk in the house, and to this day I can do that, and immediately tell if there's something wrong with the temperature in the house, right? <laughs> immediately we'll know. You know, okay, something's off, and and I'd look at everybody else and say, "Can't you guys feel that? That it's warm in here, or you know, it's blowing warm air, or whatever it is." So the kids will still give me a hard time about that, and you know, talk, make jokes about the thermostat, and and, and yeah, my uh, shut obsession, the door, obsession shut the door. with the thermostat. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Shut the door. Your air conditioning, the whole backyard or the whole outside. So. You know, I haven't had a Seinfeld reference for a while, but he does a bit about that about how. You know, he could never understand or touch the thermostat. It was a thing of mystery when he was growing up. And, you know, he says, yeah, my parents gave me the talk about the birds and the bees. And I said, yeah, when are you going to get to the part about the thermostat? (laughs) (laughs) The mysteries. And he said, if anybody changed it, his father would always change it back with this look of disdain and say, I have it there for a reason. (laughs) So anyway. That's uh, that's what my kids, well, they give me a hard time about a lot of things. But but I guess that's that's also a... uh, an indication of a good relationship with your kids. Right? That's that exactly right. They feel right. that they can do that. That's and, exactly uh, right. That we don't take ourselves hopefully too seriously. You know, so. I was sharing over on the, we, Doug and I also teach a study over on the West side. And I was teaching this morning out of first Kings chapter six, verses one through 10. And earlier in the week, uh, I still had, I think a couple of the kids still around. And my daughter asked, what are you teaching on this week, dad? <laughs> I said, well, why don't you go read it for yourself? Yeah. First Kings 6, 1 through 10, you'll enjoy that. <laughs> you were mentioning that to me yeah, as we were leaving and, uh, yesterday. I, I got to sharing that story this morning, and uh, I'm so thankful that, you know, I was sharing from Psalm 9-1 about, about, I'll give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. Well, one of the wonderful deeds, and I know you would say the same, is that God gave us opportunities to speak life into our kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you know, we weren't just part about bringing them into this world, but we are part of what God has equipped us mm-hmm. to give life to them, mm-hmm. eternal life. Right. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, I'm, I'm very thankful for my kids. And all, all that said, you know, I made plenty of mistakes. I'm sure you would agree you did too. I agree you made uh, plenty of mistakes. No, of course, yes, I but, made plenty of mistakes. But by the grace of God, uh, I am so thankful yeah. that they love Christ. That's right. Yeah. And you you hit the nail on the head by the grace of God. We are we are the 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 building block, if you will. The yeah. family unit is the primary unit or cell that through which God brings people to faith, I think, yeah. and, and, and brings brings them into the faith community, but he does it, and uh, you and I the same way. We were we were talked to by our parents, you yeah. know, and, and and faith passed on by our parents. So we're going to take our first break, uh, and we're going to get into Mark when we come back here on SWAT Radio. Hope you'll join us. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store 
or over the internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida Georgia Truth Network, on the radio in St. Simons Island at 91.3. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby sons and daughters did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new this child that you delivered will soon deliver you welcome back to SWAT radio everyone david gray and brad sykes glad that you were with us and Hope you are enjoying our Christmas music lead-in. That's a great song. You and I were talking about that the other day. I love that line. Did you know that uh, this baby boy that, that you delivered will soon deliver you? That's, that's and, amazing. And you wonder, I do wonder about things like that. At what point, you know, what did, kind of the old, what did Mary know and when did she know it? I don't mean yeah. to put it in that clinical terms, but, you know, when the angel told her, and again, what was she, maybe 14 or 15, yeah. something yeah. like that? When the angel told her about the baby she would have, and it says she pondered all these things or treasured all these things in her heart, mm. what was she thinking about and what did she understand and what did she not understand? And obviously she understood more mm. as she got older and, and was she was there yeah. for Jesus' life and yeah. for his death and resurrection. And But what did she understand that's an interesting mm. thing to think about but that line that the baby boy you deliver will soon deliver you it kind of and it reminds you of david in the psalm saying the lord said to my lord yeah. right yeah. It's this understanding that david's yeah. son or his descendant would be his is his god yeah yeah right pretty it's, pretty wild stuff to think about yes yeah. That's for another program. I, you I know, guess. I was just—I <clears throat> did. Uh, uh, we were, yeah, we were talking about it last week. I pulled up the lyrics, and I don't—we won't get into it. But um, I'm going to be doing a Christmas uh, message coming up in a couple of weeks, and you know, I'm sure you've been in that position where you've been asked to to come speak or come do a message on. And, and the worst thing you can tell me is, well, just. You choose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm in you know? that situation right now, actually coming yeah. up. So. Yeah. Well, I've, so at least they we've narrowed it down. I'm going to do something on Christmas, and uh, I was, you know, obviously I want to. I, I want. I like to teach from the Bible. That's what I feel like we should do. But that 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 song is mm. so good, mm -hmm. and uh, I may have to look through that. Yeah. Mary, did you know? Yeah. Yeah. Some of the carols, the, the lyrics. Well, and I've always said that about hymns. One of the things I think, and this is 
not me pontificating on whether we should sing contemporary Christian music or hymns, but I like the hymns in part because most of them teach you something doctrinally or theologically. And if you, they if should, you, if you read all the sing all the verses, I can remember as a kid, let's sing to God be the glory verses one, three, and five, right? <laughs> um, but they, they like a hymn like, and can it be that I should gain, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you sing all five or six verses yeah. of that stanzas, um, it, it 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 is the doctrine of election and God's plan yeah. of salvation <laughs> and kind of you know long my imprisoned spirit lay fast bound in sin and nature's night thine eye diffused a quickening ray I woke the dungeon flame with light right that's the story that we're dead yeah right we're yeah. dead spiritually and God. Uh, regenerates us. Yeah. God puts life in us. Amen. So Amen. anyway, and I, I, I'm not only impressed that impressed that you know Seinfeld quotes, but you can literally recite. It's a, funny a how you, it's funny how songs stay with you, and yeah. you can. Um, I a few years ago, well, a number of years ago now, somebody introduced me to something called uh, it. It was integrity worship music, hmm. and and it's it's purely scripture said to me set to music. Oh, really? And the tunes are really good, and it's a great way to learn scripture. There's something about singing and learning, uh, learning a song uh, where you can remember the lyrics better. I'm not, I'm not sure I understand the physiology or the psychology behind behind that. But uh, anyway, integrity, scripture music, and uh, the singing is really good. That the tunes are good and easy to remember. But it's a, it's, it's helped me. Uh, there's certain songs that I probably heard, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago that I can still hear the tune and, and know mm. the scripture from that mm. song. So somebody says to me, can you quote this scripture? I might have to sing it, but which I will not do right now. But anyway. <laughs> Well, we were, uh, we were a homeschool family, and that's how my wife would teach our kids scripture. Yeah. Yep. They would make songs yeah, to it. Sure. Now, my kids were very musically uh, oriented, and they would often make other funny songs. Oh. Uh, they've got some as great... They, as they w- should as kids. Yeah, my, Absolutely. In fact, my son, Jacob, who's probably listening in right now up in... Uh, see, he's in Birmingham right now. But So he was in New York, moved... Uh, actually, so he started in Nashville, moved to New York City, left New York City, he's in Birmingham. He'll be back in Nashville, but he listens regularly. And uh, uh, some of the songs they wrote as kids that are, they're still there. One of my favorite pastimes is making up different lyrics to yeah. songs that everybody knows. And yeah. Again, I could go on and on about that, so I won't do that. But uh, yeah, g- love doing that. And, yeah. and the fact that kids do that, that's what they should do. That's exactly. part, of, part of that kind yeah. of stuff is part of being a kid. Well, it's funny because whenever, uh, of course, all five of my kids are married but I, I would, knowing that we were going to be meeting these uh, future mates for our kids, I mean, I think Vicky and I looked at each other and go, man, they don't know what they're getting into. <laughs> and, and sure enough, yeah. you know, these, these, these kids would come into our house and uh, maybe it might be a dinner over to our house or something. And, you know, just especially if everybody was there, oh, yeah. it yeah. was complete chaos and hysterically funny yep. because the kids just one after another just, and, and and after the night's over I'm, i would usually say to vicky do you think we sufficiently scared them <laughs> yeah. off you know yeah yeah well that happened in our house too not with as many kids as you have but uh 
Definitely. Ha- and then when my daughter had to start doing that with her now husband. Right. And she had two older brothers that she had to be uh, around. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know we are back into Mark chapter one. As you said, we may be in Mark for the next six years <laughs> at this pace, but that's fine with me. Yep. I know it is with you. And one of the things I know Doug doesn't, you know, there's no timeline necessarily no. on when we get through this. Nope. But uh, we've been looking that the the text that we're in, looking at this idea that God reveals that demons are terrified of the affirmation of his word. They're terrified at the arrival of his judgment. And the demons are terrified of the authority of God's word. As we look at this passage, um, you know, we, we, I was trying to figure out where we even got yesterday. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, well, I know we, we mainly talked yesterday. We kind of did a little bit of a review of where we've come from so mm-hmm. far in Mark or gone through. And I know we talked quite a bit of about, you know, the, the terrified of, the affirmation of his word. I think we started to get into a little bit uh, the second point about them being um, terrified of um, the arrival of his judgment. But I think, you know, we, we certainly can, uh, we're talking, had more to talk about, I think, on that first point as well. Yeah. So, um, but the idea that, that you know, the, the, the text is about, uh, and maybe we'll read it when we, again, when we come back from the break, but, you know, Mark 21, Mark 1, verses 21 to 28, uh, when they're in Capernaum and Jesus goes into the Sabbath and he's teaching. And the, the, the first part of that passage deals with the people being astonished by yeah. the authority of his teaching. We mm-hmm. talked quite a bit about that yesterday and about that this was someone who taught with authority and a command of what he was teaching unlike the scribes yeah. who simply yeah. kind of quoted other right. other Pharisees and 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 immediately there was it says in verse 23 there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit and he cried out what have you to do with us Jesus of Nazareth have you come to destroy us i know who you are the holy one of god but Jesus rebuked him saying be silent and come out of him and the unclean spirit convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice came out of him and um, so this idea that that first point that the demons are terrified of the affirmation yeah. of God's word. The spoken word. The power of that. And so this mm-hmm. idea that Jesus comes in and he's teaching truth, which is the only thing he's capable of. Right. It's impossible for him to teach anything but the truth. He is truth. Right. And that when that happens, the falsehood of the teaching of, of demonic teaching, which is really the root of all false teaching mm-hmm. right in the world mm-hmm. is, is, is Satan's influence and, and, and the demonic powers behind the teaching are exposed, yeah. right? It's, it's, yeah. it's what we talk about so often when we talk about the light pushing back the darkness, mm-hmm. right? The light being the metaphor for truth and the darkness being the metaphor for, for lies and untruth. And, um, you know that uh, I like the point that Doug made at one point that that demons like to hide out or yeah. hang out yeah. in religious places, places yeah. that maybe sound good or appear religious, but are full of false teaching. Yeah, no doubt. Um, it's um, 
you know, we we were talking about unclean spirit because uh, that's the the word that's used. It, it's a it's kind of a New Testament synonym for a demon or a fallen angel. Uh, and you know, you have to ask, what is a demon doing in the synagogue? Mm. You know, uh, and and when God's word is heralded and ex, ex, explained, I, I read this quote. When God's word is heralded and explained, uh, you will ha- you will expose a congregation of demons, <laughs> you know, mm. and and that's that's the reality is they are hearing God's word, they are hearing truth, and it's going to expose uh, demons. And the reality is that demons often hide, as you said, in religious places that teach false doctrine. Mm. And what terrified the demons was the affirmation of God's word. The demons knew they had developed a false system of religion that was really very successful in Israel. And uh, they are kind of disguised as angels of light. We know that. Shepherd, uh, sheep and wolves in sheep's clothing. Exactly. uh, You know, uh, the other scripture I was going to read that echoes what you're saying is uh, John 8, 43 and 44, when Jesus is talking to the religious leaders, and he says, why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. You are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. And when he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Because I speak the truth, you do not believe me. And we can talk more about that when we mm-hmm. come back from the break. Yeah. But man, talk about demons hiding out in religious places. Exactly. So exactly. We're going to take a break for the news at the bottom of the hour on SWAT Radio. Give us a call at 844-777-7928 with a comment or a question. And we will be right back. I'm John Scott. The sound of a church organ at the beginning of a tribute service for former First Lady Rosalind Carter. She's being memorialized with classical music and beloved hymns, some of her favorite biblical passages, and a rare gathering of all living U.S. First Ladies and multiple presidents, including her 99-year-old husband, Jimmy Carter. Today's tribute service at Glen Memorial Church in Atlanta. Also at SRNnews.com, a truce between Israel and Hamas now entering its fifth day where the terrorist group is promising to release more civilian hostages to delay the expected resumption of the war. The head of Shamir Medical Center, Dr. Osnat Levzian Rokoff, says she hopes all the remaining hostages will be released. We are here. We're very honored and privileged to be the hospital that was chosen to treat the tithe, returnees, and we're praying and longing for the ter- return of the 15 remaining ties that are in, still in captivity, and of course, to all the Israelis that are kept and should come home. It seems only a matter of time before the war resumes. The powerful Coke Network 
has formally endorsed Nikki Haley's presidential campaign. The endorsement from Americans for Prosperity means that Haley will receive advertising, mailers, and voter contact through the group's network of thousands of conservative activists. AFP is the political arm of the Koch Network, one of the most powerful conservative organizations in the country. The group is committed to defeating both Donald Trump and Joe Biden. What else correspondent Greg Cluxton? At Wall Street, the Dow had 69 points, and the S&P 500 is up less than a point. This is SRN News. Let's see. If something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that is MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save many families up to 500 bucks a month, and that is huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The member satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works, too. It's been around for 30 years. Members have shared more than $5 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, really, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with. You can call right now. You'll get a price within two minutes. So see what you can say. This is a very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. Call 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. There's miles-long delays because of a crash on I-95 southbound before Old St. Augustine Road, blocking two left lanes. And near there, emergency vehicles on I-95 southbound at Old St. Augustine Road, blocking all the lanes. That's an area to stay away from right now. Mostly clear and cold tonight, low 37. Wednesday, sunny and cool, high 57. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. Angels we have heard on high Sweetly singing o'er the plains And the mountains in reply Echoing their joyous Angels we have heard Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes, glad that you are with us as we bring you SWAT Radio here on Tuesday, November 28th. And we are looking at Mark chapter 1, verses 21 to 28, and talking about uh, that passage and the fact uh, that um, Jesus uh, is teaching with authority in this passage, Mark records, and the people are amazed at the authority with which he's teaching. They've never heard anything like this. And immediately... The passage says a man with an unclean spirit cried out uh, against Jesus and saying, "What? What do they? What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth?" and and also identifying him, speaking truth in some ways by identifying Jesus as saying, "I know who you are, the Holy One of God." You know what? What? What have you to do with us? And but the idea here, and Doug's first point that we've been teaching about this week is that the affirmation 
of Jesus' word, of the truth, um, terrifies the unclean spirits yeah. here, <clears throat> and, and, and not just here, but, but everywhere. And so the demon in this passage was exposed and terrified, and he cried out, right? The kingdom of God well, had invaded. And, uh, you know, we usually use the ESV, but it says, and the unclean spirit convulsing him mm-hmm. and crying out. You know, as a result of Jesus's teaching, the demon was not only exposed, the demon was so terrified that literally it, it just came out of him. The, the, you know, it's, it's, the demon is literally screaming through the man's vocal cords. It, it's kind of a weird thing. Really you know, sometimes you, we, we skim over uh, verses like this and you kind of have to take a step back and go, what's happening here? Mm, mm. I mean, this man is demon-possessed. We we use that word a lot, demon-possessed. But this guy literally is demon-possessed. The demon is terrified at the presence of the Son of God and his proclamation of the truth. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it, I feel like in our culture, David, I'm curious what your thoughts are on this, we can very – we have a tendency to discount the power of the word of God, just plain and simple teaching the word of God. You know, I'm not, I'm not extremely interested in your, you know, words of wisdom. I kind of brought up that verse yesterday where Paul says that, you know, but in the demonstration and the power of the word of God, mm-hmm. the gospel itself mm-hmm. is the power unto salvation. Listen, if the word of God is the power unto salvation, if the gospel is the power unto salvation, why are we so quick not to speak the gospel? Mm-hmm. Why are we so quick not to speak truth? And uh, and so, you know, this demon, he's so terrified, he reveals himself. Yeah, yeah. And uh, demons hate the truth. We talked about that, that, about that because truth exposes demonic deception. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you, you walk into a dark room and you light a candle, you, you'll be able to see a lot better. Mm-hmm. Just a little flicker of light will light up that whole room. Yeah. Well, and, a couple uh, things. Those are those are really interesting questions and points. We tend, at least I tend, when, not to think of demons as being afraid. Right. First of all, <clears throat> I, I would have, you know, based on our culture and, of course, you know, pop the pop culture influence on the, we think of all mm-hmm. the movies that have been made about demons and demon possession and things like that. Right. And the kind of the world's view of that. Um, but we th- tend to think of demons as being the ones who are scaring us. Right. 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 And I suppose they can, yep. um, but we don't think of them being afraid, but here they're, they're, they're terrified, terrified. And we're going to get into the other reasons why they're terrified yeah. Yeah. as yeah. well. Um, but that, but that the power of the word of Christ, the word of God, and who He is, obviously, mm-hmm. they recognize that. Um, and so, to your point about why are we sometimes hesitant or or negligent to to speak the word of God? I think that maybe part of that is you know we still have some of the old man in us. You know, and uh, and we do get hesitant, and we do doubt, and I'm and when I say we, man, I mean I a lot most of the time, you know, and that we don't, uh, you know, we're cautious and we we have fear and 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 number of reasons, right? But of course, as we grow in Christ and as we are more and more made to be like Him by the Spirit, 
then hopefully it comes more naturally for us to to speak out. And and I think also I remember something you know talking about wisdom. I remember my mother saying this uh, that you know, and we've talked about this on the program before. There's nothing wrong in churches with programs, right? Whether it's right. programs for the youth or programs to design to 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 get people in the door. I mean, I in general, in and by themselves, that that's fine. But not at the expense of relying on just the power of the preached word mm-hmm. of God right. to attract people yep. and draw people. And I think sometimes we discount the ability, as if you right. would have any inability, but the ability of the Holy Spirit to draw who he will draw by the by the faithful preaching of the word. And exactly. so I'm very thankful, you know, our church is one, I know your church is one where the, the Bible is being faithfully taught. Doesn't mean we're perfect. No, no church is, right. but the Bible is being faithfully taught and let that be the primary thing that brings people in the door Absolutely. and keeps them coming and keeps them mm. growing. Not because, you know, we have a great coffee hour. Yeah, exactly. Or we've got all the programs. You right. know, what, what is it? It, Whatever you do to get them in, you have to keep doing it yeah. to keep them in. Right. And you know, let's 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 give credit where credit is due, and that is in the power of the gospel mm. and the power of the spoken word of God. Yes, we need expositors who can exegete the text, but the reality is we need to get in the text. And when I look at this verse in twenty two where it says they were astonished at his teaching he taught them as one who had authority well who do he have authority over he had authority over all mm. you know not just he had he didn't just speak as one he didn't just speak as one who had authority he is authority and i think it's very clear i, I think it's interesting that this demon is it, it, great point that we typically are the ones terrified of the demons which there should be a level of of fear Mm -hmm. over over demons yeah we Um, shouldn't be looking to mess around with them no in fact you know demons know the word of god Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) you can't twist the scriptures unless you know the scriptures and you know they're masterful at that i I thought this is did you ever notice that demons aren't mentioned in the old testament yeah well i hadn't really thought about that too much till doug pointed it out right but you know the the idea is they were there Mm -hmm. they were just kind of working behind the scenes right and here, you know, this this demon is exposed. Uh, and by the way, demons are fine with religious activities, uh, human ideas. Uh, where, you know, that idea that a demon's perfectly fine as long as you're not declaring truth. Mm-hmm. And right. Uh, right. They'll, they'll just hang out there for a while. Yeah. And back on the fear aspect, I, I hadn't thought much about this either till till Doug talked about it, and then. By the way, our pastor is going through a series on Mark, so I guess yeah. I'm God wanted me to hear from Mark. Um, but he was talking recently, preaching on the chapter five, which we'll get to, which is the well-known passage about the demoniac in the tombs, mm-hmm. with the hundreds or thousands of demons, and Jesus casts them into the pigs, and they go right. running down the hill. But um, one of the points he made, and and I think Doug made this point as well, is that Doug made the point that. After Jesus defeats Satan at the cross and and by his resurrection, there's only a couple of mentions in the New Testament about demon possession after that. Hmm. Prior to that, hmm. 
in the gospels, there's quite a few, but after that, there's, there's only those two in acts and that as Christians, we don't have to fear demon possession because we're possessed by the Holy spirit. Exactly. And now that doesn't mean that we should be arrogant or thinking, Oh, we can just tell a demon off if you will. I mean, let's leave that to the spirit, right? Let's mm-hmm. leave it. But it doesn't, but we can be harassed. We can be attacked and we should certainly pray that for God's protection and, and wisdom against those things. But we can't be possessed yeah. by, by a demon if we are possessed by the spirit. And I, that was a, I don't know if I had ever heard it put that succinctly yeah. and that not that I spent a lot of time worrying about being possessed, but, but that that is a truth, right? That, that, and that you don't see a lot of examples of demon possession following yeah. Christ's work yeah. because Satan is a defeated foe. Yeah. But it's a good reminder. I think, you know, when I talk about fear, um, you think of first Peter five, eight, be sober minded. Be watchful. Right. Uh, other terms use the word alert. Be aware uh, that your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion. Listen, a, a lion will terrify you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never been around one other than the zoo, but I wouldn't want to get in that ring with him. Nope. You know what I mean? No. Nope. And the reality is we need to be sober. We need to be alert. We need to be aware that there is a, a, a devil out there who right. wants to get you. Yep. That's right. Well, we're going to take our last break of the day, and we're going to continue our discussion here in Mark when we come back uh, from break on SWAT Radio. Give us a call at 844-777-7928 and come back after the break. Thanks. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. The floor. Florida, Georgia Truth Network on the air in Riverside at 91.7. me 
Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. <laughs> David Gray and Brad Sykes. Hey, is it possible? Could that be a spiritual gift, what they're doing there? <laughs> okay, so those are all acapella, voices. Yep. Those are all voices. Yep. I'm over here acting like I'm drumming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, also because you know that's from the little drummer boy. That, uh, well, but it's just such an it's just amazing. It is. These it, guys it, do it that. really yeah. is. It really is. Yeah, my it's funny. I, speaking of the little drummer boy, my sister texted me last night that Rudolph was on. And when I it's funny how times have changed. When I was a kid, man, if you missed Rudolph, it was or, gone. Or you missed Charlie Brown Christmas, that was it. Till next year, right? <laughs> now of course, okay, I missed Rudolph last night if I really want to see it. And you know I do. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I can find it uh, pretty much anywhere online. So. I think I've watched it already five times this, this oh my. season. Yeah, and, 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 and once with your grandkids. Oh. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, there was a time when I could I could think I could do the whole script from memory, you know, right. during the show. So, Well, it's anyway. interesting. I was talking about how Luke chapter 2, that was the verse that, <clears throat> when 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 uh when sarah my oldest oh, was two years old two yep. yep starting in thanksgiving all the way to christmas we read luke chapter 2 mm-hmm. verses 1 through 14 mm-hmm. now you think you can't memorize scripture if a two-year-old can do it you and i can do it mm-hmm. because probably by you know december 15th she could already recite all wow. 14 verses wow. there Wow. So it's just, it's kind of like you were talking about, you know, learning scripture through music mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Yeah. You know? And is that, is that the, are those the verses Linus? Yes. Uh, it's part of, re- part recites. of what Linus uh, recites. Yeah. And, uh, and it in came Charlie to pass Brown in Christmas, those days yeah. that there went out a decree from yeah. Caesar Augustus that all the world should be. Yep. By the way, it's, I've still got it, you know. <laughs> That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. <laughs> exactly. One of the great lines, uh, great lines of truth, right? It's a, it's a kid's cartoon, but. Full of truth. Amen. So, Amen. Well, we've 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 talked quite a bit now about this first point about um, demons being terrified of the affirmation of his word that we see here in this passage in in Mark, um, the demon crying out because of Jesus speaking the truth of his word, and and the second point that we want to start to get into is that God reveals that demons are terrified of the arrival of his judgment, um, and that's really. Uh, verses 24 to 26 in that passage, uh, overall passage of 21 to 28 of Mark 1. 24 to 26 is where the demon is saying, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Wow, that's a fascinating verse. Yeah. But Jesus yeah. rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice came out of him. So this idea... Brad, right, that that demons clearly are terrified of the arrival of, yeah. of Christ's judgment. Well, First John uh, chapter three verse eight says that the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Mm. You know, and I think it's it is fascinating to see. You know, uh, this demon says, "What have you to do with not me? What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth?" Mm. In other words. What business do we have with you? What what business do we have with each other? You know, and like you said, have you come to destroy again us? Mm. Uh, that that idea of um, the demons speaking really for all demons, 
Uh, they know where they're headed. Yeah. They know where they're headed. They're headed to the lake of fire, <clears throat> but they don't know when their time has come, but they know who he is. Mm-hmm. And so they're terrified. We already know they're terrified at the proclamation of his word. They're also clearly terrified uh, about God's judgment because yeah. judgment is coming on them. Yeah. And whatever, whatever, for lack of a better word, freedom God has given them at this point. We we know yep. that Satan and the demons are restrained, but they have influence, and they have influence in the world. But whatever, whatever again, for lack of a better way to put it, freedom they have now will be taken away. Yeah, at yeah. some point, and and this casting into the lake of fire also, you know, gives this idea that it's an eternal punishment. It's not destruction. Yeah. It's destruction in the sense that they can never escape from it, but it's they'll be aware of it. Yeah. That and that's a I, I think I've mentioned this that a, a pastor of a church I used to go to years ago once said any pastor worth his salt should never preach on hell without a tear in his eye. This idea that what's really coming, not for the mm. demons, but for but for people. Um, this idea that, you know, I think a lot of people think that when you die, that's it. You just destroyed or you, you shouldn't say destroyed. You cease to exist. There's no consciousness, nothing, but people are going to exist in an eternal state, right? Like, like the demons. Yeah. And, um, well, I mentioned earlier that, you know, the, the demons know the word of God and because they know the word of God, they know the plan of God. Mm. And their plan is not good. And, uh, you know, I just think it's interesting. This is, what have you to do with us? Is this the time yeah. that you've come to destroy us? Right. And, right. Uh, you know. At one of the other uh, translations I think Doug mentioned there was, why do you interfere with us? Yeah. This idea that, hey, we're doing our thing. That they recognize that they're from two very different kingdoms, right? That That the kingdom of God up to this point had not again used that word invaded mm, right the mm. kingdom of satan which is the world right like satan's referred to as the prince of this world or the yeah. power of the prince of the air I, mm-hmm. I might have that wrong a little bit but um but that the the kingdom of god had arrived just like right. jesus proclaiming right. the gospel the kingdom of god was here in the person of christ right. and the demons recognize that they have nothing in common and that they're from two very different kingdoms with two very different agendas. And so why they're wondering is, is Jesus here? Um, and has he come, like you said, to judge? Um, and they certainly appear to, to know their fate. I, and it's again, a fascinating verse that the demon identifies Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. We know who I know who you are, the Holy one of God. He affirms, even though, <laughs> The the, the the Jewish leaders wouldn't, but he affirms in front of a lot of people. Right. And, and that's another question. Could all the people that were there understand and hear what was being said by this mm-hmm. demon through this man? I think so. Yeah, I do too. I, I think so, because otherwise, you know, in, instead of destroying him, Jesus, in verse 25, he rebukes the demon yeah. by saying, be silent yeah. and come out of him. And, and, you know, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that's another great thing to remember for us as believers when we're talking about 
Jesus claims that he is the son of God. He's not the only one claiming that. Mm -hmm. Here's a demon who's part of the quote-unquote heavenly realm, and by that I mean the spiritual realm, in which, for example, the devil approached God to sift Job. Right. right? It says Satan couldn't do that without God's permission, Mm -hmm. and he was able to communicate with God in the spiritual realm, apparently. And so here we have a member of the spiritual realm who identifies Jesus and I and affirms his deity and his sinlessness. Yeah. So that's another I, I, I just realized I've never really thought about that in talking to someone about Jesus' deity. Yeah. That he's not, you know, it's not only Jesus who says this about himself and about and the Father who says it about Jesus and the Spirit who testifies. But it's a demon right here himself, part of Satan's mm-hmm. legion, who doesn't be- mm. who doesn't surrender to Jesus or submit to him, right. but affirms yeah. his deity the, and his sinlessness. The, the reality, the absolutely. Truth. absolutely. That's why we talk about that the gospel, that being a believer, being a converted, uh, born again Christian, is not about head knowledge it's not about knowing the facts Mm, right this is where you go to the demons knew the facts about jesus you are as he said the holy one of god Mm. could anybody else in that congregation have said that i don't know i don't know that any of them even believed that to be true right but we you you can believe facts but just as the demons believe yeah but they shudder it yeah. says yeah no no change yeah and not not and again this is a, a topic for another uh swat radio program probably but i don't think they have the capability jesus didn't come to change and die for and, mm-hmm. and save the demons good point right he came for people and um but but the point is really well taken that yeah you you can have all the head knowledge in the world, but if there's no evidence of a changed life, right? And that, boy, is that a convicting thing in my own life, you know, over the years where I've maybe expressed repentance or thought I had repented and then, but the the question, and this is the Holy Spirit, right? Brings it back over and over again. Is, is my life changing? Yeah. Is my life different? And uh, it is, but not perfectly. Yeah. And sometimes there's a, you know, a, a, a falling back in it into, into old patterns or behaviors, but the direction, that's what we've talked about a lot. The direction of our life is toward becoming more like Christ. Right. And, and I don't think if, you know, when you belong to God, he won't let you continue yeah. in that way without <laughs> convicting you yeah. of the, with those types of questions. Yeah. Is Amen. your life different? Yeah. Is there evidence of that your repentance is sincere? That's a, yeah. That's a sobering question. Well, no, just as we kind of wrap up today, I was thinking as you were talking that, you know, here we have a, a demon who is aware uh, who this is. Um, he's terrified of the affirmation of God. He, uh, he's terrified that the truth of the gospel is being shared, that the, the word of God is being shared. He's terrified at the potential, ju- not potential, he's terrified of the judgment that is coming and he literally you know shudders he he convulses he cries out the word says yeah 
And yet, why are we not crying out? Mm. You know, do we believe he is the Holy One, the Son of God? If we do, shouldn't we be crying out? Amen. You know? Yep. Well, another fast hour, brother. Uh, And I know you'll be here with Doug tomorrow. You and I will be back together on Thursday, Lord willing. And Doug will have a guest on Friday this week. We'll let you know who that is tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. Come back tomorrow on SWAT Radio.